As vegan and plant-based business owners and entrepreneurs, we're often adapting to a new reality. This new podcast series from Vegan Mainstream is an opportunity to help you when it's time to pivot. These interviews will come from inside and outside of our community, and I hope as your host, Stephanie Red Cross West, I can inspire you and give you the tools that you need to move forward. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our next interview. I have an amazing guest here with me today. I think I'm just all excited because it's such a good opportunity for me to catch up with Fran. I've known Fran for years, but we haven't talked in a while. So I'm going to use a little bit of this opportunity to get caught up on all the amazing things that Fran has been doing in our world. But before we dive into the questions, Fran, first, I just want to say welcome. Thank you for being here with me today. Thank you for inviting me, Stephanie. It's just a thrill to be with you. You're doing such important work. And to see you, it has been really far too long since we met. I mean, I was living in New York. I've been in Philly now for, what I think, four years Wow, time really flies, except this year. <laughs> That's but, true. It's, it's been a little slow you know, in 2020, but it has I'll been you, a long time. It's been a long time. And my neighbors in Philadelphia, I live in an apartment building as I did in New York. Maybe it's a little bit bigger. I have an outdoor space now so I can grow plants because I'm not teaching. I mean, in person kind of teaching. But I still have neighbors who go, who are not, you know, plant-based, but I let them know, oh, I'm doing a demo tonight, an online class, and I'm going to have some chocolate pudding, plant-based, living is important, why vegan is important. So it's been really fun. It's really oh, fun. that is great. So just in case there's a couple of people that haven't met you yet, let's give I them so. a little bit of insight into what you're known for. You've already dropped the bomb of the, you know, dessert. Yes. So, yes. I am, I like to say I'm a, I think what's more correct is that I'm a pastry chef who's doing vegan desserts because I was trained traditionally, as you know, much later in life, I went to New York restaurant school and became a, got a job as a pastry chef. I loved the work in a traditional restaurant. And then, so here I am with my dream job, but my stomach that had hurt really bothered me my whole life had gotten impossible i'm taking these off because they don't seem to be doing a thing and um oh, so put them back in i can hear you better i can hear you better. oh okay i picked up a book by Marie colbin called, oh yeah food and healing emory had the natural gourmet institute in new york i didn't know about it i was ready to learn about it i went into courses i started teaching there and then i started working in some First, a macrobiotic restaurant, then Angelica Kitchen. And now we're going back. I'm dating myself here, but we're going back close to 30 years now. Wow. So impressive. It was, I never thought I would live to see this day. I mean, the ingredients, I was using quality ingredients as a traditional pastry chef. I didn't want to use it. There was only this stick hydrogenated margarine that smelled mm. terrible. And the plant milk, you know, Victoria Moran and I talk about how we were like mixing powder into soy milk. Pretty much yes. that was it. And mm -hmm. somebody handed me a brown cake and said it was a chocolate cake. And it was horrible. It was a carob cake. Nothing wrong with carob, but it's not chocolate. It's not so I thing. felt like I could do better. 
Mm-hmm. And then when my, you know, but I changed my diet as soon as I finished the book. I said, well, I'm lactose intolerant, clearly. And then I gave up all animal foods. I never once in all this time felt that there was any deprivation. I'm like, look at all these foods that I haven't been eating. I'm food curious, ingredient curious. I love the taste of everything. Food has to taste good. So desserts were the last frontier because what was available in the marketplace that long ago was pretty bad. It was dry, tan, gummy at the same time. And there were no recipes that made any sense. So I literally made myself a test kitchen and I worked and I worked and the cake that was my breakthrough cake is still my most popular cake. My taste testers and I had people who were vegan, vegan curious and traditional all were jumping around saying this is the chocolate cake to live for. And (laughs) it's still I've done very little changing to that cake. I mean, well, now I can use different plant milks, for example, but I have a no oil version for people who are following the whole food plant-based. No oil diet. It was Rip Esselstyn's wedding cake. I have a gluten-free version. I'm not gluten-free, but there are, you know, people who are gluten-free. And so that's what happened. And I got really curious. It really built into a thing. So I've written some cookbooks. My latest is called Vegan Chocolate. Um, I've done a lot of teaching both in New York and travel teaching all over, all over the country, all over the world. I love how much that you do teaching. Thrilling. And I have kept all of my professional, I'm still in traditional professional culinary organizations because I want to get the word out. This is what we look like. (laughs) We're, you know, health, we could be healthy. (laughs) I don't only eat dessert, clearly, but Mm -hmm. the conversation always comes up. And A couple of years ago, I was asked to develop a course for the Ruby Online Culinary School, which is the largest culinary school in the world, really. Mm -hmm. And we developed a a 90-day, three-month essential vegan desserts course. And it was online. I had to learn a bunch of things, which is always really good. The The team is wonderful. But it's thrilling because I have students from all over the United States, all over the world, from beginners to professionals. And during this time, it's become particularly interesting to me because no matter where people are, things have changed in their, in their life. And, you know, my greatest joy is when, well, when a beginner, when a light bulb goes off, there's a lot you can do online. It's a very unusual platform. It's very much, it's so detailed. And I, I do all the grading for my course, but I had a professional pastry chef in Canada graduate recently. It's a certificate granting course. She'd been a cake decorator for, what did she tell me, for six years. She said, Fran, Chef Fran, I feel like I have a box of new crayons. And she now is working for a, she's doing vegan desserts in a restaurant in Quebec, I believe, or Montreal. So it's really thrilling. It's really thrilling. Oh my goodness. There's so much to unpack with your story of not only what you kind of, your vision, your process of kind of getting to creating these cookbooks and then also doing the online course. Do you feel like the world, what's your perspective on how the world has changed? And what I mean by that is how are people more open to not just desserts, but desserts more, like you said, at this more 
professionally trained level? I mean, what about people who are maybe more in the industry? How open do you feel that they are to veganizing things and keeping things at, you know, offering different options, you know, the home dessert, but also that decadent dessert right. to that restaurant? I'm really glad that you asked that question. If you had asked me a year or two ago, I think my answer would have been different, would have been that some, of course, we don't want to paint everyone with the same brush, but there was quite a number of people who would just be dismissive. You know, well, no, that, that, if you can't, Fran, if you can't taste things, you know, no, I'm not going to do, I'm not going to make that dessert. I am getting, I'm having opportunities to do demos for professional pastry summits with Mm -hmm. my idols, you know, from, Mm -hmm. because I, I believe in technique and that's what's so cool about the Ruby courses. We're teaching foundational technique. You can, you don't just throw out the rules when you're making vegan food or particularly vegan desserts. So now everyone wants to know. Mm-hmm. Everyone wants to know why they want to know. You know, I think there's a variety of reasons. Some certainly people have learned, professionals have learned that if you're not offering vegan food, vegan desserts, you're leaving money on the table. You know, the train has left the station. When you're reading about vegan desserts in Forbes, in Inc., in Bloomberg, Mm-hmm. You know, not only in the vegan publications. Yes. Well, then yeah. there we we know and they really want to know. They really want to know. So I feel like it's incumbent on me. It's incumbent on us to offer the truth, you know, to offer. Well, this is the way you do. They go, really? You're using a digital scale. Well, why wouldn't I, you know, and to talk about the differences in the kinds of vegan butters, you know, there is no one size fits all. There's no one size fits all for egg replacement. Recently, I was included in an article for Self Magazine mm-hmm. about egg replacement. And the, what I loved about it was mm-hmm. that here were maybe five, six vegan pastry chefs, and we all had slightly different things to say. That is the way it is. Mm -hmm. That is the way it is. You know, because it's a professional look at this idea of bringing bringing desserts into the industry. You know, it's not just what we all want to do at home when I want to cook something up, but the idea is that can we get the industry to embrace it? That's right. And I can tell you from my perspective, the industry is embracing it. ACF is a you know, a top professional culinary organization with certifications and all kinds of things. I have been invited to be on a plant. I was on a plant-based panel right before things shut down mm-hmm. and I was supposed to go and do a vegan demo. So all these organizations, they want the real deal. You know, they don't want shortcuts. They see that it's possible and there's a tremendous curiosity about it. And of course, then you can riff or I find that I can riff on things that I want to talk about, you know, well, here is a chocolate cake and here's a ganache and you can, you know, ganache is an emulsion and you can glaze a cake. It's the inside of truffles and stuff. But then I can talk about what makes chocolate. Someone will say, well, what makes chocolate vegan or what makes sugar vegan? And then I talk about ethical chocolate because, you know, ethical issues, because I think that veganism is about compassion. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's compassion for people too. I never judge someone, you know, you are where you are. When you know better, you do better. I didn't know 
about the issues in chocolate until I learn them. So then, of course, I want to share them, you know. And I love that because you're creating an opportunity for that discussion. We're not just coming in kind of with our finger out, kind of wagging and saying, hey, this is bad and this is good. Instead, we're having a discussion about it. We're already establishing a relationship. And then you're saying, you know what? There's different options when it comes to chocolate. There's reasons why this is vegan and not. And I love being the idea that you're having those, you're finding a gateway over to those kind of conversations. Right. I think it's that's right. I mean, nobody wants that finger or, you know, this, you're not, you're not vegan enough. You know, I had <laughs> way early on, I was told I wasn't vegan enough. Why? I mean, actually, I think that particular day I was at a vegan conference, I was wearing red lipstick, you know, like I'm vegan enough. I don't always, but no, you do the best you can. You learn a little more, you do better. And I, I think we want to take care of ourselves. It shows, you know, I mean, if I, if I don't keep myself healthy, then I can't help other people. So yes, I'm definitely doing desserts, but I equally will help people guide them to where they can learn about knife skills, how to choose vegetables. Yes, I prefer organic. Sometimes that's too expensive. Go and look at the um, Dirty Dozen and the Clean 15 and choose that way or go to your farmer's market, you know, get to know your producers and that, and that, that way. But I always give people my email address or say, go to my website, grab my email address and ask me questions. I'm happy. Yeah. I'm happy to, to help you do that. Yeah. It's always great when you can say, hey, let's talk about it. So where do you spend most of your time? Do you spend your time more on the commercial side, professional side, or do you spend your time also helping individuals who do want to be home cooks or home chefs or do you know what I mean? Kind of build their their culinary skills at home. Where do you spend most of of your time helping people? I think it's I think it's equal. I think uh, it's equal. You know I have been, my primary work for a a number of years now has been with my online course, the Essential Vegan Desserts course. Uh, And as I said, I get people who are home cooks. There are people who are absolute beginners, and then there are people who are professional. Uh, Of course, because of this, I think it's because of the stay at home, the numbers for the course has really, for all of the Ruby courses, has really increased because people have figured out you can learn how to do things online. And of course, there are many different ways, but Mm -hmm. we really focus on the techniques and there are close ups of, you know, when we were building the course, I wanted to see steam coming out of the top of the Vitamix for a certain cream. You don't just see me, you see that. Mm -hmm. So that's what I do. But I, you know, I get questions from readers who have signed up for my newsletter and blog. All of this is just go to frankhostigan.com and you'll find things there who will ask very basic questions like, well, what is nutritional yeast? Or I want to make a carrot soup, but what kind of knife should I have? And then I have the ability because I have contacts. Luckily, I've been doing this for a long time where I can say to people, you can learn to, you can learn knife skills here. There's a free platform now. It's called Switch, S-W-I-C-H. And it, it was created by the founders of Ruby. It's absolutely free. There are, I think, tens of thousands of people now signed on. You just go and sign up. Mm-hmm. There's no grading, but you there's you want to learn knife skills? Here's knife oh, skills. Nice. You want to learn how to make this soup? 
here you go. You know, you want to learn about what you can do with kale. I am so passionate about veganism. I am so passionate about creating, making food. And, you know, in my family, it's a little bit of a joke because my mother-in-law, my mother did not cook at all. I mean, for me, a treat was TV dinner, crab macaroni and cheese. And she, I'm trying to think it. She, she knew, she knew I was in culinary school. My mother-in-law was quite a different situation, mm-hmm. but to be able to have, to do what I love and I have an opportunity to keep learning because there's always something new to learn. Mm-hmm. There are, you know, the, the products that are on the market, you know, I try to keep up with that, listen to what other people have to say. So there's all this learning, but to do what is my passion. I, you know, my happy, my, my Achilles heel is paperwork. It's really hard for me to keep track of things, you know, writing books was, was difficult for me because it's hard for me to keep order in some ways that other people can do much more easily, but I found some lovely, actually vegan helpers who were, you know, I was able to hire and then we have more of a collaboration because we can work together. Now I'm doing what I absolutely love during this time. I needed to pivot, (laughs) which I know we're talking about pivoting. I sure I've been teaching online for four years, but that's a different thing. It's a platform, a there's a team that built it. There's a team for problems, very collegial team, no problem. But I, you know, I was asked to, by a corporation, to teach some online cooking classes. And the old me would have said, well, I have to learn how to do that before I can say yes. Today's me said, I'll learn how. Perfect. I went to my, the first time to learn to do Zoom classes, I mm-hmm. went to my tech support person who helps me with my Mac and so on. And I said, can you help me learn how to do Zoom? I, he knows I like bullet, bulleted lists. So it was Mm -hmm. like, boom, 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 boom. We practiced. I loved it. I absolutely loved it. And evidently it was the first one was a hit because they hired me again. So I've been doing Zoom classes and I didn't realize that, you know, because I miss being with people. Of course, I miss being in the cooking schools and and the kitchens and being in real life with people. But there's yes. a lot of interaction that can happen. I always feel great after because you can really see what people are doing. They yes. can so easily ask questions. And I let people know again, you have a question, something comes up later on, email me at Fran and I'll help you out. Last night I did a cooking class for um, students in New York City culinary high schools. Now I'm on the board of the Coalition for Healthy School Food. And back in the day when I was in New York and when we were in real life, mm-hmm. I went into food and finance high school and did a plant-based class. The students were really interested in it. Last night, I did one for three classes. I had not done an Instagram live before where it meant pinning yes. a title <laughs> and bringing in students. Students, yeah, and, people coming in. Mm-hmm. And I, I practiced. Mm-hmm. I went to someone who is in the vegan world for advice. I hired her mm-hmm. to help me. She was a great help. I didn't do everything right by any means. I didn't love the way the beginning looked, 
But you know what? I've kind of given that all up because stuff happens. And if we wait to be perfect, it doesn't matter. Well, those students, those high school kids, they had a lot of questions about plant-based. They were all using almond milk. I was Mm -hmm. using oat milk. Mm-hmm. I explained why, because this way, if people are allergic to nuts or soy avoiders, whatever, and yeah. they're really excited. They're going to be making that. They should send pictures to me of their chocolate pudding. Oh, that's so, nice. And we talked about the different kinds of cocoa powder and several of them said, well, I had no idea you could do this without dairy milk, but I'm going to make this for my parents. There's no cholesterol because I had mentioned that. And that's what I love about, I think, this environment we're in right now. I know, like we talked about, it's hard because we're not able to see people. We're not in person, but we're still able to impact. We're still able to help people. And even when like, yeah, the technology, sometimes we have to learn it. And sometimes the technology doesn't do what we want it to do or what it's supposed to do. Oh, yeah. I love that you said, instead of waiting to learn it all, instead of waiting for it to be perfect, you're getting that information out there. You're kind of taking that brave step forward and saying the information is what we need to get out there and not the perfectionism kind of in in what we do. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I just, I admire so much what, you know, I've learned a lot from you way back, (laughs) way back in the day. Yes. That first, you know, that first um, event that you did. There was oh, yeah. such a learning experience. And we did the boot camp. We lear- I forgot about that. Yeah. We learn from each other. There is such a, there's so much talent in the vegan world. So, you know, my first, my tech guy isn't vegan, but you know what? Now he asks me about plant-based things. He's had a heart attack. So he wants, he's like, hmm, I think I'll find out. But if I can, if I need to, to learn something, I'm going to go to a vegan entrepreneur and yeah. say, Hey, I see that you're doing these Facebook lives, or I see you're doing this Instagram. Can you work with me? Yes. And they do. So it's, you know, and it's all really, it's all it's really amazing. terrific. It's yeah, amazing. We're building this like really dynamic community of people that can help each other. And I love that you gave the example that you were like, all right, I want to be able to do it. So I'm going to call someone up and ask them to help me. I think sometimes it's easy to let our pride get in the way, you know, where people expect us to be, you know, the perfect (laughs) specimen or know it all. And I love that you're willing to reach out, let someone teach you and then take flight from there. It's funny what you said. I mean, it's funny to me because people think that I know how to do everything. I don't, but I will tell you during this lockdown, I, I don't automatically hire a handyman. I'm like, or a woman. I'm like, I can put that together. I'm going to do that. But when it comes to tech, mm-hmm. I know what I can do. I know what's going to take too long and frustrate me. So I'll go to I'll go to somebody else. But then I'll be able to, you know, help somebody else with something. Yes. And um, tomorrow my help is going to be once a month for the Essential Vegan Desserts course. I do a live, what we call a live event at Ruby. And okay. they're, the- they're themed, but they're free. People only have to sign up. Um, at ruby.com just put in live event my live event will come up and what time is it tomorrow it's it's 4 4 p.m eastern time 1 p.m pacific time and so it's going to be valentine theme this is valentine's day i'm going to take a dessert now i've been living solo you know and i've been very careful i wear a mask i socially distance i'm really not seeing friends except 
very far away. If I get a big shipment of something I like to share, a vegan friend here walked mm-hmm. over with vegan pizzelles for me the other day. Was, they were so delicious, <laughs> so delicious. So there's that kind of thing. But um, I thought, well, I'm going to make something called Poire Belle Helene, which is good for a person who's doing Valentine alone. Or you double it or triple it. Or, you know, if you have four people in your household, I believe in make your own Valentine. <laughs> I do too. I believe in also make it your day because it's a day about love and showing people appreciation. It's not necessarily a couple's thing. The idea is there's so many people in our lives that support us and love us. And I think it's such a great day to show that appreciation. I agree with you. And then at each live event, I like them very interactive. So people don't necessarily, they're not going to just be asking me about, well, what is Poire Belle Elaine and how can I make it if I don't like coconut and how can I make it if I don't have pears? And what about if I'm gluten-free? It is gluten-free. And what if I'm whole food, plant-based, no oil? So there's, I like to riff on things, but people ask all kinds of questions and it's really great. You know, poached pears are generally often made with wine. Well, there are a lot of people who avoid alcohol. So I've got a way for you to, there's no, you know, what works for you is what works for you. And that's the way I think the world should be. Absolutely. You should make ways so everyone can participate. And, you know, we were even talking before we got started today, you know, I got married when I was much older. So I was single most of my adult life. So being able to have recipes that work for someone who's single, you know what I mean? Or lives alone is so important, especially in today's environment that we can all participate. And then, like you said, if a person doesn't drink, they can make it this way. If a person has an allergy, we can use oat milk. I'd love that you give people those options so that they can personalize it and still be kind of, you know, a part of the party. We want everyone to be able to participate in the party. That's right. I mean, I don't, I'm a people person. I love my vegan community. I love my vegan friends. I have friends who are not plant-based. Do I want, you know, I want to go eat where everybody is comfortable. Of course, you know, because you've been around that if I'm in a, and in Philadelphia, it's super easy. I can't think of a single restaurant where I can't, you know, get a really nice vegan meal. I'm talking about a restaurant that isn't vegan. And I don't mean, you know, a baked potato or a salad or Mm -hmm. steamed vegetables with pasta. You know, I'll let the chef know ahead maybe or whatever, but my my non-vegan friends will say, can we can we walk over to veg? You think you can get us? Everybody, they, they like my, you know, they like the way I eat, my mm-hmm. health, knock on wood. You know, I have four grandchildren. Everybody in my family has all those diseases. I don't. What could be the difference, I wonder? Yeah, yeah. So hopefully... We'll get them into more of your classes, get them more people. Yeah. And also people that are watching today, if you are vegan, you should go to friends' classes. If you aren't vegan, definitely go. But I think sometimes as vegans, we forget how important it is for us to increase our skills to get better. Like I talk about that as being an entrepreneur, just because you've started your business, there's still growth there. It's the same thing, I believe, in the right. kitchen. That we all have to kind of keep going, not just because we're vegan. We're not just at that, at the finish right. line, in a sense. At the finish line. Well, I'll tell you, I am. I like to make food for myself. It feels very meditative for me. My mind is very busy. But when I constant, you know, 
it's like Zen for me. When you're stirring the rice, stir the rice, pay attention, do your mise en place, get things prepared. So it's very meditative. I love it. I also like going out to dinner, which that has not happened in a long time. I've been making all my almost all my meals. There are days, so I batch cook so that mm-hmm. if I have a day where all I want to eat is junk, I have something good available to me that is very helpful. And that's something yeah. that I suggest to people. I can just grab it because it was made ahead. But there are days that I just don't want to. Well, I'll grab a Beyond Burger from my freezer and I won't have guilt about it. They're delicious. They are. <laughs> so, I you know, put mine I'm in the all... air fryer, which has been interesting as oh, well. Yes. I got a um, melty lid for my Instant Pot. Mm. And so it turns it into an air fryer. And I agree with you. It's great. I was very late to the in- to the Instant Pot game. Mm-hmm. I didn't think I needed one because I like to cook. But Jill Nussanow, the veggie queen, yes. came to stay with me and We've been friends for a long time, came to stay with me in Philly, oh, two years ago, maybe really quick. And she came bearing and in the same time. <laughs> and I love it for, yeah. for so many reasons, mostly because you can set it and forget it. You know, I don't have oatmeal spilling over, boiling. It always boiled over and meant cleaning my stove. So, now yes. I can make a bunch at one time. I love beans. I like grains. So, you know, I use it quite a lot, but I also like the, the air fry is terrific. Oh, it makes things yes. taste so good. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And you can walk away from it. The idea that you can set it and run. Cause I love it between meetings. Cause we're always on zoom calls. I can go down right. there and put it on. It can heat up or it can cook and then I can grab it and maybe eat it um, really quick. So I really find it, it works for the life that we're all living these days. I for just the noticed life that we're all yeah, Karen said that um, she's going to be totally <laughs> taking one of your classes this oh, year. Great. So I thought that uh, was great. Uh, I'm really excited about the idea that um, you know we might uh, that Karen might jump into one of your classes. So let's give everyone yeah. the website again. So if anybody is interested, not only in the live class um, tomorrow, um, but is interested in your class, right? So you can get everything. I have links to everything, including a lot of recipes, mostly sweet by category, but some savory as well at francostigan.com. And you will be, you'll see a place to sign up to get my mail. And you'll also see a way to look at the courses at Ruby. You, you know, you want to see what you're going to be studying before you decide. There's in addition to the essential vegan desserts course, there's a very short culinary RX and there's a six month plant-based professional program too. So, or go to Ruby, R-O-U-X-B-E, R-O-U-X-B-E dot com. And you'll find all the courses there. Um, you can, or go to Ruby plants, uh, follow them on Instagram, follow Hashtag essential vegan desserts on Instagram. I'm good cakes, Fran, everywhere, Twitter, Pinterest, Instagram, and, and on Facebook, Fran Costigan, vegan pastry chef and LinkedIn, my name, but you'll be able to find me and you'll be able to find that link. If anybody can't just send an email to me, Fran at francostigan.com and I'll get it to you. Um, nice. because it's, and you know, even though these courses are online, there is a camaraderie that builds. We have a yes. private Facebook group in the essential vegan desserts course. 
So we've got people in Scotland talking to people in Singapore, talking to people in Texas. And you know, it's been hard to get flour, certain kinds of flowers during this yes. pandemic and ingredients. So we're talking about swaps you can do and which is very interesting. You know, you get somebody in Colorado, you have to know about high altitude baking. So I had to learn. I mean, I sort of knew, but I reached out to one of my expert friends who has been specializing in vegan. She's a pastry mm -hmm. chef who wasn't. Mm -hmm. And I said, let's talk about high altitude. So people go out and the resources are there for you. For those of you who are maybe more beginners, or just curious. I mean, I welcome people who are plant curious or vegan curious in the same way that I welcome people who are fully vegan. What I don't like is the vegan police. Don't. <laughs> yes. We don't, don't need the police to, to show that. up. We are definitely no. here to support people. Shanice, thanks so much for your note. I'm so glad you're going to connect with Fran. Fran is amazing. You're going to absolutely love it. Well, Fran, it was so great having you. I kept you a little bit oh longer. Oh my gosh than usual, but I'm so glad we had a chance to chit chat, catch up with what you're working on, how you've been kind of moving and changing and pivoting with everything going on. Yes. And maybe as we wrap up, I always love to leave, you know, just any bit of advice maybe you have for anyone out there who is, you know, trying to balance everything and trying to maybe approach 2021 with a little more optimism, even though we don't right. know what's going to happen. If you have any recommendations or any words of advice for them or for anyone who's maybe starting their journey and they're trying to find their way, especially in the kitchen, especially around pastries, if you have any recommendations for them or final right. words, I think it'd be great. Uh, well, I will try. I would say to don't get overwhelmed. You know, don't want to lose yourself in the little nitty gritty stuff. Don't get overwhelmed. Have a positive attitude. Know if we're talking about making desserts. Sometimes things don't work out. That can be a great learning experience. You know, I'll step back from it. Now, I'm not saying that some days I don't get a little bit aggravated, but step back and, and, and learn. Use all of your senses to smell, taste, look. Be, be curious. I know that's what Ted Lasso says. That's a TV show that I found on Apple TV that I love. But I had been saying that for years to myself. Because for many, for too many, well, I don't want to say for too many years because I don't, you can't go through life happily if you have regret. You know, what happened in the past happened in the past. But just be curious about things. Be open to learning. You don't have to buy tons of stuff all at once. When you do buy ingredients, you buy quality ingredients, you know, look for the vegan sale, look for what makes something ethical is really important to me. And reach out to people that you might not even know, but I bet they'll be really happy to help you. I bet if you, you know, you reach out to Stephanie, she's going to give you some advice. You reach out to me, I'm going to give you some advice. And there are so many of us, you know, Jill Nussenau, the, the yes. veggie queen has been my friend for years. I didn't know how to do the Instant Pot. She did a video on unboxing the, it's hilarious on YouTube, unboxing the Instant Pot and how to do it. And so there's so much help out there and be compassionate, not only to other people, 
but to yourself too. This isn't the easiest time. Just try to take some time for yourself and and feel, I mean, I'm feeling a lot more positive now. I was in a, you know, I got into, if I have a day where I wake up and I'm in a dark place, I move. I find mm-hmm. that moving helps. Perfect. Yeah. Well, thank you, Fran, so much. I love being able to talk with you. And hopefully we won't let it be too too much longer before we chat again. I hope not. I hope not. It was wonderful to see you and to have this chat. I loved it. You take care. Absolutely. Thank you, Fran. And for everyone who has either watched us live, if you're watching this as part of our podcast or as a replay, we really appreciate you taking time out of your day to not only hear from us, get educated, but hopefully get a little bit inspired. As always, we appreciate your comments. We appreciate your thumbs up and your likes and your love out there. So let us know by hitting those buttons. And we look forward to seeing you in another one of our interviews. Bye, everyone.